0: Ray, look there. Look at the screen. Look there's the screen. Look there's everyone. Ooh, say hi Summer. Say hello baby. Say hi. Say hello there. Say hello tea with Tess. There we This is my gift to everyone this morning, T with Tess. She's my baby. Hold oh, She's awesome. She's seven months. He's seven months. I'm going to hand her back over to my wife. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tea with Tess. Let's hear it for the boys. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to be on here this morning with you all. And um, sheepers obviously don't really know anyone. It's my daughter's little teething toy because she's getting a tooth. I'm um, just gonna give that to her, um, but it is such a such an honor and a privilege to be able to be on here with Tiwa Tess, and uh, I know this is a space that Tess has worked really hard on. It's um, it's really dear to her heart, and uh, what a privilege to be able to be here and to share with you all. So welcome to everyone who is jumping online. Share the link with someone um, because I'm gonna share. Uh, Just a little bit on something that's on my heart, and I'm really praying and and believing that it's going to bless you this morning. On a Wednesday morning, it's the 15th, and it is five minutes past 10, and I really just pray that whatever's going to be said today is really going to bless your heart, and so welcome to everyone. I've got my phone on like a sideways view here, so I can't really see Jill's on, Jordan, Stuart, Hannah, who is going to be sharing next week. It's going to be awesome. Good morning. Good morning. And yeah, good morning to everyone. It's going to be awesome. So I um, just want to take a moment to, um, to honor, because I think it's really important uh, to honor Dill and Tess, our lead pastors. And um, I'm taking a moment to honor them, not because it's something that we have to do, but it's something that we get to do. And uh, our pastors are absolutely incredible. They've given so much uh, to see Link Church grow into what it is today, really honoring God um, in the process And um, just believing for bigger and greater things for South Africa, um, for this church and our church community. So I just want to honor you, Dylan Tess. Thank you uh, for creating spaces all the time where we could could be together and where we could uh, take the gospel out into the nations and uh, do what we are called to do as Christians. Um, really, really grateful for you. Uh, thank you, Tess, for creating this space, T with Tess, uh, where we could share the gospel on a Wednesday morning and uh, really believe for greater and better things to come. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Jill. It's good to see you guys online. Thank you for tuning in. So, um, bless you guys. Um, I wanted to share on something that I, I think is relevant in in every season, but I guess especially now. And so as I was praying for you, considering you, I was really uh, praying about this morning and, and God just laid this message on my heart. So you would agree with me that we are living in some uncertain times. And so I want to share on uh, triumphing over uncertainty. That's what I want to share on this morning, how to triumph over uncertainty, because we do. We we, we are in uncertain times and uh, uncertainty can bring about all kinds of thoughts, feelings, emotions, Uh, that can very quickly get in on who we are, which equals us responding with who we are not. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation recently where perhaps you've, you've responded to a situation, a moment, a conversation, an argument. You've responded in a way that usually isn't how you would react or usually isn't how you would respond. Maybe you felt a little bit offish or... You've been asking yourself a bunch of very big questions around some uncertain things, hoping to gain some clarity. Um, maybe stuff like, I mean, I know for sure I've been asking myself some of these questions. I'm sure there's a whole bunch more, but maybe you've been asking yourself like, well, what's happening with the fuel costs? What's happening with with all the costs, actually? Food is going up. Fuel is going up. Costs of living is going up. Salaries are remaining the same. Um, Maybe you've been asking yourself, well, when is, when is everyone just going to be on a good health trend? Like, when is everyone just going to be, like, healthy again? I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of people around are just sick with flu and COVID and runny nose and a chest. When when are my kids going to be okay? When am I going to be okay? When is everybody just going to be healthy again? Like, wouldn't that be nice to walk around indoors and outdoors, no masks, and everybody is just, like, healthy and, and awesome? Wouldn't that be nice um, what what 's going to happen with my with my business and all the inflation? maybe like shucks, my business is taking some strain here with all the rising costs, like how am I going to manage it it 's maybe looking a little bit uncertain um, maybe you 're thinking, well sheep is with everything that is happening and going on will 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 depression get me? will anxiety get me? Will the fear of the future um, overwhelm my thoughts and my heart like like there's a lot of uncertainty, if, if, if you know what I mean. Like I, this is what, definitely what I think. And here's the thing with uncertainty. The world is uncertain. The world is chaotic. The world is this and that. The one thing that is not uncertain, the one thing that remains the same, the one thing that is never going to change is Jesus Christ, is the word of God. Um, it's who he is. Um, the word never changes. His promises over your life never, ever changes until those things have come to be. And I want you to, I want you to really believe that and know that. His promises never fail. Um, and they will come to be. And it reminds me of a scripture in, in James chapter 117 in the NIV version. It says this, every good and perfect gift, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if you've got a gift and it's not good and perfect, it's perhaps not from above. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God the Father does not change like shifting shadows. I want to just get you to imagine with me for a moment what shifting shadows look like. Because it actually looks pretty beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but maybe there's some clouds. The sun is shining. It's a bright day. And the wind is moving the clouds from left to right. And you can see all the shadows kind of move across the mountains over the trees and over the long grass. And it looks really, really beautiful. But the Bible is telling us that God the Father and His promises for our lives aren't like shifting shadows. They don't change. And so in uncertain times, we have to hold on to a certain God. And when I think about uncertain times, these thoughts take me to a scripture in the Bible and in, um, <clears throat> in Exodus. With Moses in Exodus chapter 3, um, 7 to 10, um, Moses <clears throat> excuse me, Moses is asked by God to go and take the Israelites out of Egypt and to lead them into the promised land. And um, obviously Moses has this whole thing with God, like, no God, not me, choose someone else. Moses was pretty uncertain if you think about it. But the Israelites were, were in a very tough stage and place in their lives. Um, They're obviously serving under the Egyptians and they're probably mistreated. Uh, It's probably not a nice living situation. They're crying out to God. And in Exodus 3, 7, it actually says, the Lord hears your cry. And so I want you to know this even right now as you're listening to this. Whatever your situation is, whatever uncertainty may be looming around you right now, the Lord hears your cry. And that's something that you need to hold on to. That's definitely something that I hold on to. And then there's this moment in Exodus 14 where the people who Moses is leading out of Egypt into the promised land um, has this moment, you know, when they when they reach the Red Sea and the Egyptians are very quickly approaching the Israelites and where Moses is standing in front of the Red Sea. And it's a very uncertain moment there, if you would agree Um, the people who Moses was leading at that time were a little bit unsure of Moses, okay? They were going, did you lead us out here uh, because there aren't enough graves back in Egypt? Like, we'd rather go back there and be buried in a grave. And and Moses is like, hold on. So the people were asking Moses some very big questions. Let me read it to you. Exodus 14, 13, and 14. This is how Moses responded to them. And I think this is important. Moses says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the, the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. So I want you to picture this. I always think of like, <clears throat> I always think in pictures, right? There's the Red Sea. There's Moses. There's the Israelites. There's the Egyptians quickly approaching them. The Israelites are complaining. Moses is one man and all he can stand on is the word of the father. All he can hold on to is the promises of God, right? And he looks at all the people and he says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. It's amazing that you and I live in a world today that is very loud, very chaotic. There is noise coming in from everywhere, work, business, marriage, friends, family, social media, news. And because we are human, we like to take all the stuff in, right? We like to listen. We like to watch. We like to be aware. But sometimes we don't know what to do with everything that we take in. And so we get overwhelmed and we don't know how to respond to the world. Moses, in a moment of chaos, says to the people, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. So instead of gossiping all over the world, instead of asking for opinions on social media and getting people to agree with you, perhaps all that we need to do is to be still in the presence of the Father in a moment of being uncertain. And allow the word to minister to our minds so that it can minister to our hearts so that we can live out peace And that's, I think, what God wants us to be. He wants us to be peace in a world of chaos. He wants us to be love in a world of hate. He wants us uh, to be people who are certain in a world of uncertainty. And that's what God wants for us. I know that's what he wants for me. And I'm sure that's what he wants for you too. So what do we have to do? Moses leading all of these people in an uncertain time. Uncertain about Moses. These people were uncertain about Moses, his leadership about where they were going and how long it was going to take to get to the promised land. But all Moses did was hold on to the word of God. Now, I want to say that to you this morning, wherever you are listening to this, um, if you feel uncertain about your job, if you feel uncertain about your marriage, if you feel uncertain about your future, if you feel uncertain about whatever it is that you're going through, hold on to the word of God and you will find certainty. So if you are taking notes, I want you to write this down in an uncertain season, hold on to a certain God. I'm going to clap for myself. I'm going to clap for me because that's good. In an uncertain season, hold on to a certain God. He does not change like shifting shadows. He's not left and then right. He's not lukewarm. He's not in and out. He's not dormant. He is sure. He is steady and he is firm. And that's who we get to hold on to. We don't have to hold on to the world and all the uncertain things that comes with it. We get to hold on to a certain God and live life to the fullest. That's what I want to do. And I'm sure that you want to do that too. So with all of this said, I want to give you five things that I believe we can implement every day. That's going to help us in a season of uncertainty. Number one, are you listening? Are you ready? Number one, worry less, live more. Worry less, live more. Now you're like, Sean, stop it. Stop it, that's too easy. You can't just say that, it's so hard. And I know it is. But worry takes from your life, it doesn't add to it. Uh, Worry takes up your time, your energy, and your emotional ability to think positively and rationally when we worry. And when we wallow in that. Worry is the source of procrastination. Because it gets you to think about what you cannot control. Come on, we've all been there before. Worry is the source of procrastination. It gets you to think about the things that you cannot control. And so you remain there. And the longer you remain there, the longer it's going to take for you to get to your destiny and live in your purpose. Worry makes you fearfully say stuff like, what if, which can be a massive distraction from what could be. Matthew 6, 25, 27 says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, ooh, or about your body. Come on, summer body. Or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you be by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? You know, you're not going to add an hour. You know what you're going to do? You're going to take away an hour. That's what you're going to do. So worry less, live more. How do we do do that? How do we counter that then? It says this be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, verse 2. Rewire your thinking from what if to what will I do if? Triumph over uncertainty by preparing how you will react rather than contemplating over what the outcome might be. Don't worry about the outcome. Rather, think about how you will react regardless of the outcome. Because we all know, sometimes in a situation, the outcome might not be great. But it's more about how you will respond to the situation than the actual outcome itself. Don't be afraid of an outcome. Rather, be certain as to how you will respond regardless of it. Do not be afraid. Second thing. I almost went first thing, but it's now the second thing. Focus on standing firm. Focus on standing firm. Focus is key to getting results. And the question is, what results are you looking to achieve? Because what we continuously think about is what we are focusing on, obviously. Focus on what you can control rather than focusing on what you cannot control. I believe that's a word for someone, and it was even a word for me. When I was putting this together, I was like, yeah, John, this is a word for you. You need to really think about this. Focus on what you can control rather than being consumed by what you cannot control. When you zone in on what you cannot control, your anxiety will spike. But when you zone in on what you can control, your faith will rise. There's so many things you would agree with me that we can't control. We can't control. We can't control the, fuels, the fuel prices. We cannot control the weather or what the ocean does. We cannot, uh, we cannot control what other people think, what they say and what they do and how they respond and the decisions that they make. We can't even control our young people, to be honest. Um, sometimes we can't even control um, what our fleshly desires are, right? Right. There's some things that we just cannot control. You can't control what the news says. You can't control what's on media. You can't control what movies come out. You can't control those things. So what can you control? Let me tell you this. You can control your prayer life. Was that too too simple? (laughs) Was that too simple? You can control your prayer life. You can control how much time you spend speaking to the Father. You can also control how much time you spend listening to the Father. You can control that. You, you, you can control what you watch. The reality is 17 people are tuned into Tea with Test today. You've chosen to watch something that's going to add to your life and not take away from it. You can control what you watch. You can control what you listen to. And you can also control who you listen to. So important. Those are the things that you can control. You can control your belief, what you choose to partner with and what you choose to believe in. You can control that. And you can control your choice to surrender to God or to surrender to the world. Those are the things that you can control. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to choose to surrender to the Father, His ways, His promises, His purpose, and His plans over my life, over my family's life, over my daughter's life, over my wife's life. I'm going to choose rather to surrender to Him and not to surrender to the world and what the world wants for me or what the world wants from me. So the question to you right now is simple. In your day-to-day, what can you control? Do more of that. What can you control? Do more of that. I hope this is blessing you. I hope this is helpful. Number three, we've got a couple more to go. Anything can happen. It said, you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Anything can happen. I know when I said anything can happen, I know some of you were like, "Ooh, that is scary. Anything can happen. Your anxiety, some of you, anxiety just spiked. Uh, And then there's others where you're like, oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever needs to be done. I'm ready to go. Like if I go to the Drakensberg on a bicycle with a tent without knowing where I'm going to stay or what I'm going to eat, I get excited. I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm like... I don't need any plans. I'm ready to do whatever is required. And then there's other people who are like, no, 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 we need a plan. Where are we going to stay? What time are we going to go? What are we going to eat? Awesome. But the reality is in this world that we live in, anything can happen. The one thing that I'm sure of is you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. In a time of uncertainty, anything can happen. So be ready for anything. The Bible says to put on the full armor of God. But we tend to... In this life, what we tend to do is take what we think we need. If you want to travel fast, someone said this, and it's really good. If you want to travel fast, then travel light. But if you want to travel far, then take some gear with you. And what I mean by gear is, what are the, what are the scriptures that you hold on to? What are the stories of old that you read daily? What are the memories of God coming through for you that you carry with you? What are the miracles that have taken place in in the past that you can refer back to today? What can you look back on? The promises and the goodness of God. What gear do you have? Ephesians 6.13, it says this. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Okay, It's really important. Put on the full armor. Not just some. Put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, notice that it says When the day of evil comes, not if the day of evil comes, because the reality is we live in a broken world. When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Notice that it doesn't say the gospel of hate. Notice that it doesn't say the gospel of um, separation. It says the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, it says. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Notice that right at the very end there, it's a very, the scripture is very individual. So take up all of this stuff. And then it says, continue to pray for all the Lord's people. We have this mandate on our lives to pray for our community, to pray for our church, to pray for our pastors. In uncertain times, we get to be those people who stand in the gap for others. I believe by doing this, by taking on the full armor of God, we will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. And number four, be agile and alert. It's said there in the scripture, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Now I know, I know <clears throat> that this is taking the scripture perhaps a little bit out of context because it's obviously written for a certain people at a certain time in a certain place. But when I read the stories of old... Um, it's important to know that the God um, of the Old Testament is still the God of the New Testament. Uh, It's important to know that if he was a savior then, he's still a savior now. If If he was a redeemer then, he's still a redeemer now. If he was a healer then, he's still a healer now. And the way that we understand that is we read stories of old. Psalm 145 verse 4, we will tell stories of God's mighty acts. And when I read the story of, of Moses and the, and the Israelites and crossing the Red Sea, these are all stories of God's mighty acts. And so if he could do it for Moses, he could do it for you. If He could do it for the Israelites, he can do it for me. And this, is how we, this is how I like to read the scripture. So when I, when I see the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. So the problem that you see today, I declare you'll never see again. So in a season of uncertainty, adaptability is required. Practically, if plan A didn't work, then try plan B. And if plan B didn't work, try plan C and go all the way to Z. But don't get despondent just because something didn't work out. Be alert and agile. Be ready to shift always. Um, Celebrate the small wins along the way. So the situation that you see today, whatever that may be, whether in business, in family, in friendships, in Christianity, in all these different things, whatever you see today, Um, you'll never see again. If it is a situation that you want to hand over to the Father, and I believe that He is able and capable to take that situation and redeem it back to you. Because I believe that anything that the enemy tried to take from you and take and use for the bad, our God in heaven, He takes whatever the enemy tried to use for the bad, He takes it and He turns it and He uses it for the good. So use your story for His glory. Use your story for His glory. Um, staying alert means the sooner you know about something, the quicker you can respond. And I love how Pastor Dill always used to tell us as interns back in twenty fifteen, be street wise and spirit led. Be street wise and spirit led. Remember earlier I said to you that we are a humanity that like to consume. We like to consume information more, 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 uh, more Instagram, more Facebook, more Twitter, more Netflix, more news more newspaper. We like to consume, but sometimes we don't know what to do with that. And if you just keep on consuming, it's gonna, it's gonna just fill up your life and you, you're gonna be so anxious and so worryful and so uh, filled with fear, you don't know what to do. What we need to do is, is, as Christians, as believers, is to know what's happening in the world, but know what the Bible says. So be street wise and spirit led. Know what's happening in the world, but know the solution to what's happening in the world. It's the scripture. That's why I'm just referring back to the whole time. I'm referring back to what are the promises that God has made over your life? What, what is his word? What does it say? Hold on to that. Because if I was in the shoes of Moses, I would not have known what to do in that moment. But all Moses did was he held on to the promise of God. He told the Israelites to be still because the Lord will fight for them. I think that's really important. And lastly, number five, shed stress. It says the Lord will fight for you. Come on, we've always, I know that most of us or all of us have been in a situation where we've, uh, maybe you think back to, your, back to your school days or your high school days. Maybe you got into an argument and you didn't know the solution and you were about to get absolutely wrecked. And then a friend comes along and saves you from the argument because they've got the right answer. Or maybe in high school, you almost got into a fight and then not because of you, because there's maybe a bully, but you almost got into a fight. But then your bigger brother, your bigger sister came and they kind of bailed you out of the situation. I was almost beaten up and then my brother came. I almost lost a conversation and then my brother came or my sister came. I almost lost my marriage, but then Jesus, I was almost riddled with sin for the rest of my life, but then grace Um, uh, uh, humanity was almost lost, but then God the Father sent his one and only son Jesus to die on the cross to redeem us back to him. Uh, This is so. shed stress knowing that the Lord will fight for you. With uncertainty comes a lot of stress in humanity. So how do you stress less? Stand on this firm foundation that the the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for me. And so... I really hope and pray that this talk, um, this message, if you will, has encouraged you and has put a little bit of faith in your heart. That even in this uncertain time that we may be, may be in, maybe you're not in an uncertain time, but I believe this will help you anyway. But I really just hope and pray that it's put some fire in your soul. That it's, that it's, um, that it's encouraged you to go out there into your world and be hope. And to be light in the darkest spaces and places. And so I want to leave you with Psalm, 20, uh, Psalm 46 verse 10. <laughs> it was one of my favorite scriptures in 2015. It was something that I held onto for the whole year of being an intern. And it literally just says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that your father in heaven hears your cry. He knows you. He knows your concerns. And... Um, If we still for just long enough, he's able to speak. And if we can listen and apply, it's going to go well with our lives. And I pray that you were absolutely blessed with this message this morning. Amen. Amen and amen. Cool. A lot of cool comments coming through. And um, yeah, just again, so grateful for this space. So grateful for this opportunity. So grateful to be able to be here with you guys and to share with you. And so I'm going to pray for us. And then um, I pray that you go out into your day and you absolutely triumph over uncertainty. Amen. Father, thank you so much um, for your word, that it is true, that it is active, that it is not dormant, and that it is alive in our lives. And I pray, Father God, that you would help us uh, come to this realization and get a real deep revelation that you do not change like shifting shadows. You are not uncertain, but that you are very certain in who you are and what you do and the promises that you've made. And so I pray that you would bless every single person who comes across this message and hears this and um, help us triumph over uncertainty every single day because you are our Father. And I pray that we will get into your hands and that you will carry us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I pray that you're blessed and uh, have an incredible day. Have an incredible Wednesday. I'm gonna go to kids' church right now and uh, make some Borevoche rolls for the kids. So I'm about a braai. I don't know what's next, but I'm excited. Uncertainty? Meh. I've got God. Have a good day and we'll see you soon.